For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Grace Holland. Durham Public Schools is set to sit down with a group representing DPS employees to talk about solutions to pay issues that have caused controversy for weeks. On Wednesday, the school board chair and interim superintendent hosted a press conference to talk about what comes next. WREL Durham reporter Monica Casey joins us now to talk about the big takeaways from that press conference. Monica, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Okay, so where do all these pay issues stand in Durham at the moment? So right this second, we're at a bit of a standstill right now. At their meeting last week, the school board voted to keep February pay at the same rate as classified staff were getting in October. So those are those higher paychecks that staff do want. But this was a short-term fix, and it's going to it's costing the district about $700,000 to keep February paychecks at that rate. As far as what's next, we don't have a decision yet from the board. Okay, and so as we go into Wednesday's press conference, what were you expecting to hear after covering this for so many weeks now? I was expecting to hear pretty much what we got. You know, there has been so much news to come out of this situation. And while we were able to interview super in, interim superintendent Caddy Moore the day after she was announced, she obviously hadn't had a chance to go through all of the budget documents and everything like that. So this was a more formal introduction to her as an interim superintendent. And I keep emphasizing the word interim because she has said on multiple occasions now, this is temporary. She wants to be here to lead DPS through this transition and be a bridge to the next superintendent. That was something she discussed during that press conference today. And she was also wanting to focus on all the positive things that are happening in Durham Public Schools and not wanting this issue to overshadow that. Um, you know, this we've been covering this for a month now. We're now starting to talk about what next year's budget looks like. So there's a lot on the table. One thing that we heard coming out of this press conference that we have heard before was uh, concerns about makeup time for for schools and students as well. And I can jump over to that right now. Um, you know, we've missed four days of school over the past month. Not every school was out all four days. We had 12 schools closed one day. We had seven other schools closed another day. No overlap there. And then this past Friday and this Monday, all schools were closed. And Superintendent Moore mentioned you know, districts bank time for the possibility of unexpected days off. For example, snow day is a much more fun thing that we haven't had this year. But there is time banked and kind of baked into the school year to account for unexpected days off like that. 
um, Durham is running out of those days. And some schools are in a worse position than others. Some schools were closed three of those four days. Others only two of those four days. So some schools only have one bank day left. Other schools have no days left at all. That was a, a clearer picture that we got coming out of today's press conference. And so in that case, for some schools, if any more sick outs happen and school is closed, they're going to have to start looking at student holidays, like maybe spring break, making those actual school days. And I would think that the fact that some of the schools have fewer uh, days off now left than others, that seems like that would complicate that a little bit because it's not just, you know, if you have a snow day, for instance, everyone is out it's pretty easy, but it sounds like it could get a little bit confusing for some of these schools, too. It definitely could. It definitely could. So the school board still hasn't voted on a plan for how to fix these pay issues. Did either Caddy Moore or Bettina Umstead, the school board chair, say whether they can afford to keep paying at that salary study rate that we've been hearing about? Um, so the school board chair, Bettina Umstead, was the one who answered that question for us today. And it's, it's something she has said before on the record at these meetings. She says the district cannot keep doing this. Um, we looked at the numbers yesterday, and for the district to keep paying these classified staff at that rate from that they started getting in October, it would be about $9 million over budget. And, and the quote that I I think is important from Umstead to hit home is she has said it's just not financially sustainable. That's the verbiage that she is using um, to keep paying employees in this way. So that's not a great response in terms of what the Durham Association of Educators want to hear, but that is what she is saying about it. And are DPS leaders talking about getting county commissioners involved in this? Because, of course, we know county commissioners are the ones who approve the budgets for the school system. Yes, and um, a a good part of the school system's budget comes from the county. It's it's about 30 percent is local funding on that. And, you know, that's a question we've asked a couple of times. And what Chair Umstead said today was that the county is waiting on a long-term school board decision on this issue before they get involved. And I say long-term, you know, we're talking about the rest of this year, but we're looking ahead at next year and how much might the school board ask for from the county for this issue next year, specifically for these salaries. That's another question on the table. Uh, The county and the school board, the, the commission and the school board, they meet once a quarter. That's a regular meeting. It's not specially called for this issue or anything like that, but they actually have one scheduled for next Tuesday at 9 a.m., and that's a public meeting, so of course we will be there. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break right there, and we'll be back in just a minute. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. 
Okay, Monica, so this press conference today, were there any specific questions you were able to ask? Well, we, we just touched on that county one. I, I was asking whether there will be a bigger ask next year uh, to the county, and Superintendent Moore says essentially yes, but for multiple reasons. She says there are cost increases in health insurance, retirement cost increases, and so we can't expect to see that number that the school district comes to the county asking for go up, um, in, in part due to this issue, but in part due to others. The other question that I had for them was, what about the state? Have they been in contact with the state? And what are the plans with the state? What's important to hit on is, you know, I mentioned about 30% of the budget comes from local funding. According to the DPS website, 48% of school district funding comes from the state, and that's a big chunk of change. And what we're seeing from state numbers is that public school enrollment is declining. I pulled the numbers for the last five years going back to the 2019-2020 school year, and almost 33,000 students were enrolled in Durham Public Schools. That number is now down to almost 31,000. So it's a loss of about 2,000 students, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you look at the total, that's a big number. And why the enrollment numbers are important is because that impacts how the state funds the district. And so that's less money coming in if there are fewer students in school. Both the superintendent and the school board chair are calling on the state to fund public education more not just because of this issue and not just because of this year, but they are asking the Durham community to take the energy that we have seen around this issue locally. And we have seen a lot of energy. We've seen protests, call-outs, sit-ins, stick-outs, a ton going on with that. And they're calling on people, take that energy to the state when the state budget is being talked about and ask the state to prioritize public education more. So that's, that's the message that we were hearing from those district leaders today. And of course, a big group behind some of that push has been the Durham Association of Educators, who is meeting with the school board uh, Thursday night. What do we know about that meeting as we get closer to it? We know that that meeting has been one of the Durham Association of Educators, or DAE's, big demands, is, is a seat at the table, having their voices heard. And that group includes both certified and classified staff. So it's a good cross-section of DPS employees that will be represented. This is something that they have been asking for at pretty much every protest we've seen. So this is a big get for them to be able to sit down with the school board. There isn't an official agenda for that meeting. As of now, the meeting notice has it scheduled to run for two hours. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what they have to ask for, what they'd like to see going forward, um, potentially on issues more than just this salary one that we've been covering. What options are on the table in terms of addressing pay? So district staff has recommended four options to the board. We saw two of them come up a couple of weeks ago and two more were added last week. They, they are all, um, they have some similarities and they're pretty different from each other as well. Option one for the district is to essentially 
keep doing what they said they would do in mid-January, which was implement the salary study, which does include raises for a lot of employees, but take away the out-of-state and private practice experience steps from being counted in pay. That is an option a lot of people do not like. I don't believe we're going to see that option move forward. A board member mentioned at the last meeting that employees have been loud and clear. The steps are vital for them. Option two is also one the board discussed twice now. It's an 11% raise for employees, and it throws out the salary study. And when I say throw out the salary study, that includes throwing out the raises in the study. It doesn't mean people won't get raises, but the, some of the big raises we saw in that study, we've heard from some employees who got 20% raises, that would be off the table. It would also restore the salary step. Options three and four are pretty similar. They also throw out the study. They give employees a 15% raise, and they restore the past salary step. The only difference with option four is that it would keep that February pay at the same as the October rate. Um, you know, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. The district chose to take a vote and kind of take a piece of option four and keep February pay the same as October, but they didn't move forward with the long-term solution there for option four. So those are the four options we have seen before that are going to be discussed next Thursday, February 22nd. But we could see more options on the table as well. At the last meeting, the interim DPS superintendent who, who predated Caddy Moore asked the district, uh, the school board, to bring forward any ideas that they have for this issue to staff by this past Tuesday, uh, February 13th. So that was the deadline for board members to come forward with their ideas about what they can do about this is issue. So we definitely might see some new options on the table from board members. But like I said, the school board chair, Bettina Umstead, has said they, they cannot keep funding staff the way they have been um, from, from her perspective. So uh, a lot of moving pieces there. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for keeping us up to date on this issue. It continues to evolve. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download. If you've listened to this podcast on WREL.com or the WREL News app, you can also find it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.